Hello, welcome to True Confessions. I'm your host, Rebecca Jenkins, and today, as always, we are hearing 100% real-life stories from property management professionals. If you are a first responder, ER doc, or you work on the Hill in DC, we all expect you to have those OMG stories. But a property manager? Heck yeah, you better believe it. In an industry where fire, flood, or blood is a normal thing, we have to act professional in the most unprofessional moments. Today we're talking to Andre. Remember, all names have been altered, communities, locations, and companies excluded, and the only thing you're gonna hear are the juicy details of his story. Enjoy. Hi, Andre. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I am really excited to hear your stories today, your crazy tales from property management. Um, so try and start us on a, on a shocker or OMG and then end us with something good and pleasant to take our day out. Is that a deal? Sounds good. All right. Let's get into it. All right. So I, I, I don't know um, if this will top any of your uh, other stories, but um when I first started in the industry, um, I didn't have any experience um, in property management, um, but I know how to lease. That's that's my background. That's my sales, and you know I, I'm good at leasing. So um, I was able to get a lease from this older gentleman, um, and uh, the reason that was given to me was that that he was just separating from his wife, and you know, and so I was able to lease him. He wanted to move in immediately, which you know sometimes is a red flag, but I didn't pay attention to that. Uh, so we were able to get him um, passed through the screening, move them in. Um, everything is fine and dandy. Um, you know, we walked through the apartment at the time of move-in. Um, you know, he mentioned a couple things about internet connections or, or cable and TVs. And I, you know, I, I um, advised him that it is his own responsibility that he can contact Cox. And I gave him the contact person for um, to sign up with uh, uh, internet and telephone. So he did that. Um, and then after that, he submitted... Um, a service request um, about some noises in the walls. Um, you know, I didn't know what to expect. My service supervisor, Dan, I said, I, can you, you know, um, ask me, I said, could you please um, elaborate a little bit about what he meant by noises in the walls? Um, he does realize that he lives in an apartment where he has neighbors, right? And, you know, I kind of chuckled and, you know, I was like, yeah, that's, that's probably what it is. And so we went up together and inspected the apartment with him present. And so when he when he, when he told us what the problem is, um, we 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 were just kind of a little bit shocked and taken aback because according to him, that's like yeah, I can hear noises in the wall. Um, it sounds like somebody says wiretapping me. Um, you know the Cox uh, contact information that you uh, provided. Um, I think I think he works for the government, and um, I think he's installed some kind of monitoring device on my telephone line. Here, here. Um, let me let me show that to you. So he, you know, he did some things with the, with the telephone and the computer, which makes you know obviously a dial up, you know, sounds, which to him it could be interpreted as you know, uh, you know, trying to connect him to a, a government server or something. So that was kind of a little bit you know funny, but you know we 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 uh, we wrote it off as you know what this this may be just a one time experience. And then, um, you know, weeks goes by and then he came back again to the office. Hey, look, uh, I don't I don't like the new neighbor, the neighbors that you just moved in um, above me because um, I think they work for the government um, and they're here on a sole purpose of spying on me. 
um, you know, and, and I, I want them to be moved. So I advise them I can't just share this, this you know, details about you know, the, the person or the neighbors or who they work for or anything else. But, you know, everybody's welcome to choose um, an apartment that they that they like and, you know, advise them that, you know, if he has troubles or issues with the neighbors um, to please contact the police and they'll sort it out from there. Obviously, he didn't like that answer uh, because he has already an issue with government. So um, and then another week goes by. Um, he he came up to me. It's like, OK, I am very certain that you are a Russian spy sent here to 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 <laughs> to, to, you know, to spy on me. And I don't, you know, if, if anybody ever met me, you know, I am nowhere near of European <laughs> descent or any of that fact. I don't speak Russian, never set foot in Russia. I don't have a Russian accent, but I'm not sure where he gets that from. So I told him kindly, it's like, okay, well, you know, I pre, you know, I, 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 I think you're incorrect that, you know, I'm not Russian and I'm not a spy. Um, I've been here before you came here. So, but I appreciate your input. So I just talk it off and then, um, you know, and, you know, I was a little bit puzzled by all these incidents, you know, that and communication from them. Um, but uh, after a while, we had received communication from his supposedly wife. Um, then, you know, she, I guess, found out that he has been renting an apartment there. And so she contacted us and then said, OK, I need your guys help. Um, you know, he just recently um, was diagnosed with mental instability. And he left me to um, and in accused of um, spying on him. We've been married for fifty plus years together, Aww. and I'm not sure what what happens, but you know he needs help. So we agreed. We talked about it amongst you know the management. We agreed to let him off the lease and get him some you know the help that he needed and things like that. But that was just you know bizarre. That was the one moment that stuck out. I'm not sure because I was inexperienced. You know, I didn't know what to expect that time, but I'm pretty sure that one's still the number one on my chart. <laughs> oh, man. And for those people who are listening who don't know, regionally um, in the United States, Cox is a communication company that does Wi-Fi. But um, Andre, you are absolutely nothing. I've met you in person and you are nothing like a Russian spy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. You know what? Yeah. That's a little bit of a sad story, but luckily you were able to get him the help he needed, and and you know, yeah. not hold him to the lease, buy out, or break. That was nice of you. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that was yeah. one of yeah, interesting. Wow. What other interesting stories do you have? Um, I guess if I have to pick, um, number two was um a recent um incident that we have here. Uh, there's this person um, who's always struggled with rent and, and things like that, but he's always come through at the end of the month and paid his rent. Um, and we didn't think twice about, you know, where, why he was having such a hard time. I and mean, we talked about it with him. And he always gave us different excuses. But, um, you know, so um, he was leaving for... Um, to go out of the country and he told us that he will be paying rent when once he get back um but and then the, that, that that was it so and we um had to find out because he called the police i you know i guess what what's uh, happening is that he was subleasing his apartment because he's in a two bedroom um from and then he subleased the other bedroom without our knowledge without our approval 
um, to this person, and this person was not a good character, I would say. So they've end up, you know, doing a lot of, you know, bad choices as drugs goes and and theft and things like that. So he ended up getting swindled and lost, you know, personal properties and had to call the police. And the police told him, well, he's, you know, they're leaving here. They, you can't evict him. So you will have to talk to your property manager to issue this. So he ended up having to admit. Hold on, hold on. Let's back up. Yeah. So he was renting an apartment and always paid late, but you didn't right. think of it. So right. what you didn't know is he had subleased out one bedroom in his apartment, which is totally against his lease in this situation. Yeah. And then he went out of the country. And when he was gone out of the country, something happened with that sub what happened with that subleaser that then he was calling the, the police so she i guess they took it as an as an opportunity to take advantage of him so they stole um his personal property and you know i'm not sure what happened to that personal property so ended up keeping his dog hostage and um demanded him to pay the money to him to in order to um to quote unquote get rid of them so they took all of his stuff, including his dog. Yes. And told him that he had to he had to pay them for his own dog. Correct. Basically holding them hostage. <laughs> holding the dog hostage. But the police wouldn't do anything about it because they dwelled in the apartment. Correct. Yeah. They they don't, you know, because they live oh in the apartment goodness. and he was out of the country. So they have legally rights to to occupy the the apartment. <laughs> my goodness so in the end did he get his dog back yes in the end it all on a happy note so he got his dog back um he was able to get the person out of the um apartment through some legal measures and but you know i think all in all he learned his lessons and he, he apologized he said sorry i will not ever do that again i i told him that i told him that yes i am sure that you learned from this lessons um but he got a little bit of taste of what property management feels like. Oh my gosh. So you let him stay or did you end up evicting him? No, he ended up staying in because um, he, he does have uh, a right to correct his uh, um, uh, violation. That's kind of you. That's yeah. kind of you. Okay. Wow, that is weird. Holding a dog for ransom. Yes. To get out of your... I will not leave your apartment home until you pay me for your dog. Correct, yeah. Oh, weirdo. So lessons not to sublease. There you go. There you go. Oh my goodness. All right. What other stories do you have for us? Um, I don't think I have any more crazy stories, but um in you know, I, I just want to share one positive story. Um sure. kind of to to uh to share with everyone. Um, you know, when I first started in the industry, um, uh, you know, I didn't know I didn't have any um, previous real estate background or property management background. Um, I was off, I was fresh off a of real estate school. Um, this was back in 2009, 2010 when, when the market is crashed. Um, and then my previous background was sales and um, finance. And so no one was hiring, um, obviously no, no property owners, um, willing to, rent out their apartment and hire this property manager because obviously they're, they too are losing their homes, um, you know, uh, but so I had to start from somewhere. I was desperate. 
So I took a job as a leasing consultant um, through this local company, but I have expressed my I expressed my um, my goals, my visions. You know, I I really wanted to be with the property manager, um, and they told me basically no. Um, you know, you don't have the right experience. You don't have the right talent. You know, we don't know who you are. Um, you you got to start as a leasing. So uh, so I, I I told them yes, that's fine. I'll take it. Um, but just keep in mind, in my, in, you know, my goal is to become the property manager in less than three years. So they, they kind of chuckled and said, sure, you know, we'll take that into consideration. Uh, so that kind of lit a fire in me. It's like, okay, well, you know, I've, I've, I have my goals. I know what I want it to be. Um, you know, how do we get there? So I, I, I committed myself to become the best um, in my own world, um, lease an apartment, you know, month in and month out. Um, least more than my sales uh, manager ever did in a few months and so it it, 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 it kind of got some recognition you know recognition and um, you know caught a little bit of an eye so basically in a year and three months um, in 15 months I was um, promoted to an assistant manager um, expressed my goals and vision again like you know in, 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 a, in, in less than two years I wanted to become the property manager and they say, okay, this is where you are now. We'll we'll keep a you know an eye out for you, um, for opportunities. But you know, this is uh, you know I believe that you can rise to these challenges. So I did that, did my best, um, did my own in-house collections, and through as an assistant manager, and then um, you know worked my ways up. And then in nine months, they offered me a position as a property manager. Um, still learning my my ropes back then as well. You know, even to this day. You know, there's never anything that ceased to amaze me and always learning every day. But so short to say that, you know, I got my own happy ending. Um, you know, I got my goals. You know, um, I'm still the, you know, a property manager now going on 10, you know, 10 years. And so, um, yeah. So if you've ever put your mind into it, um, if you don't know, if you're ever interested in becoming uh, or joining the industry, you know, my my only suggestion is to, you know, do the best that you can each day and every day um, and, and have your own goals. I love that. So your goal was three years and they laughed at you and that kind of incentivized you even more to say, ha ha, I will do it anyway. And then what was your, and how long did it end up taking you? If your goal was three years, when did you finally become a property manager? Two years and four months. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Man almost in two thirds of the time, just a little bit over. Good yeah. for you. Oh, thank you. Oh, you showed them really. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Even though that wasn't a resident story, that's really encouraging for maybe someone who is listening to this as a leasing consultant or has no clue about the industry, but is searching for that next job for them. And they kind of are a little bit interested in what it's about or whether there's growth potential. So I'm really glad that you shared that. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. Do you have your own outlandish property management stories? If so, I want to hear them. Please visit me at multifamilytrainer.com, click podcast from the menu bar, and submit a contact form. I'll personally reach out to you and get you scheduled to be featured on an upcoming podcast. That does it for episode number six of True Confessions Property Management. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe or leave a review. 
Till next time, I'm Rebecca Jenkins, the multifamily trainer, signing off. Have a wonderful week.